Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here on the podcast. And for today, we're just going to be talking a little bit about this leaked information with the Pixel 4 pricing that people are just going bonkers over. So we're going to really kind of focus that on today's episode. One topic discussion. So let's get right into it. So apparently there's been leaked information that the Pixel 4 is going for about 819 euros um, on sale. I believe that translates to like 922 US dollars. Um, and a lot of people have been reporting on it. Even one of the biggest ones who's been reporting on the Pixel and is doing so again this year would be um, Front Page Tech on YouTube who literally stated that if this is the true pricing of the Pixel 4, then literally the Pixel just shot themselves in the foot or Google shot themselves in the foot with this pricing. Now, we have to break down a few things here when we think about pricing when it comes for the Pixel 4. Obviously, being in the fact that what main concern here is, is that what they price it at in in Europe, in Euros, is going to be completely different than what they price it here in the United States. The reason why we can't determine what the factor would be of what the U.S. dollars amount would be based upon what Alara basically released out on their euro pricing is that when it comes to world commerce, the, the American dollar compared to the euro, compared to British pounds, compared to any other currency out there fluctuates. It fluctuates, so there never really is a steady amount that you can guarantee would match um, when trading currency between U.S. dollars and other world currencies. So that's one key factor here as to why we have to take this with a grain of salt and not really look at it as a definitive leak. The other reason is, is that they say that they, did, that they did actually price this in Europe. Well, I mean, you know, the amount that they priced the Pixel 3 last year on launch in, in Europe was completely different than what it launched here in the U.S. as the Pixel 3 launched at 799 U.S. dollars. So some really big things to kind of really look at in the overall as a lot of us who's rooting for Google and their Pixel 4 this year to be the one to just cross that finish line and take a win for 2019 we really want to see that I mean, we've seen Samsung and their Galaxy lines basically do that we've seen the iPhone do that year after year we've seen many different OEMs basically take that but we've never seen Google and their Pixel do that. And even though this is the fourth generation of the Pixel, however, uh, the fifth iteration of a Pixel, we kind of want to see that. But then again, we also have to look at the changing of the market in itself. When Apple had their event and released their iPhone 11, the 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max, the iPhone was considerably priced at a decent price. It went down from being almost $1,000 to just being... You know, what was it? Uh, I think it was uh, 649 for the iPhone 11. And obviously, yes, I mean, while some people can poke fun at that and say, oh, yeah, well, basically, they just ditched the, you know, the R series and just made that their base model. It's still a good move that Apple did. And obviously, they understand that where this is going to be lucrative for them is going to be in services. So services like Apple Arcade and Apple TV Plus is really where Apple is set to make their their revenue from. And Google is no different as Google just recently released Pay, Pla- uh, Play Pass, which is very similar to Arcade. Now, this is not to be mistaken for Google Stadia, the online cloud gaming services that's going to be released by Google, but this is very similar to Apple Arcade. However, 
with Play Pass, initially, it's not just limited to just games itself on its own, but it's other applications itself that would not require in-app purchases by spending $4.99 a month for a monthly subscription to Play Pass. So we kind of see where the market is going with smartphones today, as it's proven fact that smartphones have become so good that most people today would rather hold on to their device instead of upgrading. Like the mass crazy upgrading that happened several years ago where every year people were just out for the next Galaxy S series or the next iPhone or be it that. But now people are like, my phone works. So I don't see a reason to spend almost $1,000 on a new phone. And that's the way it should be. I've advocated for that for the longest time, that there's not a necessity to keep upgrading, especially when innovation has come, has has nearly died. And so OEMs don't know what to do, but put out like minor incremental changes from last year's model. Is it really worth a couple of hundred dollars for those minor changes? No, it's not. I always have a rule of thumb and it's based upon like this, the advice that I give. Um, if you're looking to maintain the same type, like for instance, I have family, I have a family member who does not mess with anything other than the Galaxy S series or Note series from Samsung, and so I tell her all the time, like there's no reason for you to really upgrade until your phone becomes nearly obsolete. And she followed that rule of thumb. She carried a Galaxy Note 5 for several years, and just recently this year upgraded to the Galaxy S10e. So. A, mar- like a good margin in an upgrade that worked out beneficial for her as now you know, she has more of the modern features and modern technology within her phone compared to the Galaxy Note 5. So, uh, yeah, when it comes to that, there's no need to really upgrade dramatically. However, that because of that, these companies had to find another way to make bank, to make revenue. And the best way to do that is through services. So by offering certain things like Apple breaking into its own, um, having its own original quote-unquote TV type series, um, you know, they stand to make pretty decent annual residuals off of it. And you think $4.99 a month, but this covers everybody uh, in the family. So anybody's iCloud or Apple account that's connected to a main parent account, they're all going to be able to enjoy the benefits of having, you know, Apple TV Plus and even Apple Arcade. And will that look the same for Stadia or for uh, Play Pass? Who knows? Um, right now, I haven't even subscribed to Play Pass, so I'm not even sure if it's just like if you have a family account, is it going to run? Uh, parallel and give all family members access or if every family member has to individually pay $4.99, who knows. But going back, where, why is this branching out to all, like, all various different discussions in this podcast basically has to do with the fact that the Pixel 4 could take it this year if priced right. I've said this in a previous podcast. Um, and we with all these leaked pricings that we're seeing we we can't really look at that and say and stamp it and say that that's what it's going to be we don't know you know october 15th is is possibly the date or more likely the date that they set to um actually unveil the pixel 4 and pixel 4 xl and who knows maybe they might hint at another 
you know, A series to come out, like the Pixel 4a, if that's a possibility, or maybe they might just resurrect Nexus. I mean, I'm just throwing out all kinds of different ideas. I'm not saying that those things are set in stone. However, we do know that I think there's going to be a, a Nest Mini, from what I've heard, um, and that's a possibility too, or more than likely to come out. But the pricing, I think, is what a lot of people are more worried about, and if, by every right, so. I mean, at least for me as a tech enthusiast, I'm worried about pricing, not because I'm going to go and buy the Pixel 4, but because I want to actually see Google and their Pixel phone actually kill it this year and be the top dog for once in this race. The biggest fear that a lot of us tech enthusiasts has and that we see a lot from Google, which we never understand why their dynamics is this way, is why is it that Google is afraid to take the lead? Like, we'll always see them troll Apple and troll other companies, you know, out of fun, out of sport and do things or whatever. But then once the ball is in Google's court, once it's up to Google to say, hey, you could take it this year as the lead, they always tend to shoot themselves in the foot. They always tend to pass the ball to somebody else. It's like that scared kid in a haunted house and you're in a group of five and you could, you know, the maze. You know what turns to take. So you obviously should take the lead, but you chicken out. And then you decide to just let someone else take the lead and you fall behind. Like, that is Google and their business etiquette as of late. It's always been like that. You look at all the various tools that they had, like Google Plus, for existence, which was a great social site. Depending on what people say, some will disagree and you have every right to. I mean, it's your preference of what you want to use for social networking. But I look at it as there were so many opportunities that Google Plus could have had. Um, considering what Facebook and, and, and every other social network has been doing as of late. Like, you know, if you use Google Plus on desktop, you could easily stream. You could have easily streamed on there. It, it utilizes Hangouts on Air. Um, imagine if they actually just brought um, Hangouts on Air to a mobile application that could be utilized and then you could have streamed live from your mobile phone to Google+. Plus. You know, there's just so many different things. Inbox by Gmail had one of the best ways of managing your emails. And however, they killed off Inbox, but they never implemented that, that style into Gmail, which would have been great. You know, if people didn't like it, they could have opted to not have Gmail sort out their emails for them. But they should have brought that in. Allo was a wonderful chat application. I liked using it. Of course, a lot of people didn't because they didn't really use it because they already knew Google's game. Google makes applications that do the same services and competes against their other applications that do the same thing. And then they kill it off. So why even commit to something that you could possibly lose? in the future, right? I mean, the whole point of these apps and services is obviously to give you, you know, service that you want to use and not have to fear that the creator of the app and service is going to kill it off down the road because nobody wants to lose a thread of message that's especially if it's important to them. Do you guys get where I'm flowing with this, right? Google tends to lead for a second and fall behind. And that is the biggest fear for tech enthusiasts like myself that are a little bit worried that Google might actually do that here and shoot themselves in the foot instead of pricing the Pixel 4 correctly and letting it actually compete, contend against the iPhone 11, against the Galaxy S10, against the Galaxy Note 10, and the OnePlus 7 Pro, and the OnePlus 7T, and all these various different devices. Even the Huawei Mate, 
the, the, was it the Huawei Mate 30 Pro? Even let it compete against that. Like, Google, just be what we all see you can be and lead this year. Take the win. Price these things right. Now, you guys want to know my opinion of what the Pixel 4 should be starting out? Honestly, 64 gigabyte. If they choose to go with that, I know a lot of people complain and they're like, 64 gigabytes is no go. They should just start at 128. But there are some people who really don't need a lot of that storage. And so, if they had a 64 gigabyte version, I would definitely price that at 649 dollars. The 128 at 799, going up from there. And um, that's the way I look at it. You know. And if they had like a 256, put that at 899. And if they had a 512 gig, put that at 999. But at least start off the 64 gig at $649, right? Put a little punctuation there because 640, 64 gig. You guys know what I'm talking about. So obviously I don't have to really go on top of that anymore. But that's just pretty much my thoughts about it. Let me know what you guys think. You guys can hit me back with a voice with a voice comment or just leave a comment. If you're listening to this on any other uh, podcast source, thanks so much for checking it out. And if you decided to subscribe to my podcast, whether on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Um, and, yeah, that's it for right now, guys. Until the next time, aloha.